Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. And Vera Schmitz. Oh, yeah. Here we are again. <laughs> How you doing, lady? I'm doing great. I'm so pumped to talk about this verse. There's a song my church sings that is these words, oh. this verse, and it's fantastic. And I actually hum it quite a bit. You're gonna have to forward me that song. So you need to put that in the all good things email. Yes. And if, if, you, if those of you that don't get the all good things email, I have to say I was a naysayer about it. I was like, Psh, I don't need another email. And I love that email. <laughs> There's a tiny little kicking, it's myself. It's a little picture of me that is a gif that I'm like kicking my leg. Anyway, one of my friends used it in a text message stream the other day as like oh. a celebratory gif. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's, thank you for pulling that from all good things. But no, it's a fun email. It's got silly stuff in it. It's got important stuff in it. It's yeah. kind of like a, just a little punch in your inbox. Yeah. Well, you just need to put that song in there so that we can listen to it because now I want to hear it. How come you haven't shared it before? I'm sorry. Rude. <laughs> just rude. <laughs> anyway, the verse is, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It comes from Psalm 27. One, it is fire. Mm, it is fire. God is my light. God is my salvation. God is the stronghold of my life. And therefore, who should I be afraid of? Okay, before we get started diving into the like the real, real meaning of this verse, I have to ask you, Vera, do you have any weird, irrational fears? 100%. Okay, okay. I can't wait to hear this because I, I feel like I have a litany of things that I would say, but I want to know what you would say. <laughs> I don't think it's irrational. That's how strong the fear is, is that I, maybe other people would call it irrational. I think I'm totally irrational, but I'm like legit afraid of snakes. I feel like that is not irrational at all. It isn't, it, except for like, I feel that fear in situations where I shouldn't fear it. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like if I'm out in the woods and I'm on a hike, like, yeah, keep your wits about you. There might be a snake. And I, I sh for sure do. You I mean, every third, about that. every third thought when I'm hiking is like, is there a snake there? Oh, is that a snake? No, it's a snake. Okay. <laughs> keep going. What's under that rock? Oh, it's a cleft rock. Be careful. There might be a snake lurking in the dark. <laughs> Like That's I amazing. legit am afraid. Yeah. So like in a situation where there might be a snake, I'm like on heightened awareness. <clears throat> mm -hmm. However, in situations where I shouldn't be that concerned about a snake, like sitting on my deck or on my front porch, there's this low key buzz going on of like, there might be a snake in your bush. <laughs> <laughs> there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> exactly. And maybe this is why it's also rational. Last summer, um, this is a terrible confession. Matt was outside um, doing lawn work and stuff, and I was inside, um, and the screen door was closed. And I went to the screen door because Isaiah was calling for me, my, at the time, five-year-old. He's like, mom, 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 come here, come here, come here. So I open up the screen door, and I walk out on the deck, and there's a snake. Mm -mm. He's like, mom, look, it's a snake. And what do I do? I legit get back in the house and shut the door on him. <laughs> Left him out there with the snake. <laughs> 
And I'm yelling for Matt, like, there's a snake, there's a snake. Dude, total self-preservation. I was the worst mom ever in that, in that moment. But yes, that is my irrational, like, it's it's rational, but it's it's actually pretty irrational. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I feel that for you. I'm sorry. So I also have an irrational fear. I have a couple, I would say, but this one is like pretty debilitating at times for me. I'm afraid of like enclosed, really tight spaces, especially places without windows. So actually my podcast recording closet, I only come in here to record because there's no windows and it's in the basement and it makes me feel like the whole house is going to crash on me. But we used to have this closet when we lived in Chicago and it was under the stairs, like think Harry Potter closet. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a closet that kind of went way deep back and it was actually a closet within a, another closet. I'm actually starting to get claustrophobic just listening Maybe to you Maybe I shouldn't about this. explain it because for those of you who are claustrophobic, like I, I have like a, I'm like a, I'm a five out of 10 right now on irrational fear scale and, and feeling like a little bit anxious, especially because I'm recording this in a closet. <laughs> Uh, but I could not go in there without feeling like whole house was going to come crumbling down on me. And I would like have these like panic moments anytime I went in that closet. So I ended up starting making my kids go in and I mean, they'd be, they would like pull a bin out. I'm like, Nope, that's not the bin. Go back. (laughs) I just couldn't. Hey, look at us sacrificing our children to our fears. (laughs) Both of us. (laughs) We are terrible parents, <laughs> but it was just like, I just could not get myself to go into that closet. It was really, really hard for me to do that. Anyway, I think yeah. we have these irrational fears, all of us, these weird things. Sometimes I think my irrational fears show up in my dreams a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a weird nightmare, it always includes something of an irrational fear. I always am on a stage and I haven't memorized my lines or that sort of thing. It's like that, that's insecurity, that deep like almost sometimes based in your childhood, I feel like. like yeah, you had some kind mine of is always I'm failing. I'm failing something. It's like I'm stepping onto the floor to do my gymnastics routine and I I forgot that I needed to learn the routine or it's the last <laughs> day and I realized I didn't ever go to that class. Oh, so it's like those terrible, like you're going to fail, which <laughs> is probably my deep thing that I always have struggled with is like trying to be perfect. So, mm. okay. So let's talk about our real deep fears then, because I think that there isn't a reflection sometimes in our irrational fears that we're like, I know I shouldn't be afraid of that, but something about us as humans makes us fearful, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we get so afraid? What is it about us as people that we're afraid of? I mean, I think for myself, it's always rooted in a lack of trusting God. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. as soon as I start to rely on me and my resources, I stop trusting in the one who holds everything and who has time in his hand and is above everything and can see everything and is doing things for my good. And all of that fear comes when I stop focusing on God Mm. and his strength and his power and his love and care for me. Yeah. I would say similarly, What makes me feel afraid is that I know that I am capable of failure. I know that I am not in control. I have this kind of facade going all the time where I believe that everything is going to be fine and I'm in control and it's okay and whatever. But like deep down, there's always a part of me that's like, what if everything falls apart? Mm -hmm. Like, What if everything fails? What if the worst case scenario happens? And 
I think our fearfulness is rooted in truth. Mm -hmm. You know, like the reason that we are afraid as humans is because there's a lot to be afraid of. There's a lot that we don't control. Uh, but I think you're right, Vera, that if there is a God and if he has spoken and he does love us and he has sent his son to die for us and that he succeeded in every area where we fail, that he gives life even out of death, that all of the possible fears that we could have, they don't have any power over mm -hmm. Christ. Then, you know, when we're trusting in him, then we don't have any reason to be afraid. But we do have these fears. There are two responses then I think that we can have to our fears. There's the response of faithlessness, like what you said, like when I'm afraid, it's because I'm really not trusting in God. Mm -hmm. Or there's the response of faithfulness of trusting that God is over all of these things and above all of these things. So let's look first at that typical, for me, like knee jerk response when something is bothering me or something that I'm afraid of, like, where do I typically go with that fear? And then mm -hmm. let's look at what this verse is teaching us that we can do with our fear. Yeah, you know what's interesting for me? I've noticed this over the years. I tend to really trust God when it's something huge. Hmm. If I have a huge fear, something that really is keeping me up at night, I fully rely on God. I like know I can't do it. So I'm like, okay, God, I, I need your help. And I rely on him and I'm able to hmm. relinquish that control and really trust in him to be my stronghold. When it is a smaller fear one that is just kind of under the surface, one that I think maybe I can control, I will keep it. Mm. I will let it fester. I will harbor all of that like tension out of self-reliance. Do you do that? <sighs> okay. So for those of you who are familiar with Enneagram, I'm a nine, which means I am the most self-unaware personality <laughs> type. Uh, so a lot of times I am not aware of my fear. Mm. I like have that weird kind of feeling of tension in my body. And it's like, don't, don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention. <laughs> you know, like don't go there. I'm the person who doesn't go there with my fear most of the time. Um, in fact, in the blog post for the first of the month, I actually talk about how I discovered that I have this fear that we're going to financially fail. And it was only because I blurted out to my husband in the midst of him saying, like, every time you do the bills, you're really grumpy and you kind of snap at me. And I'm like, well, it's just because I'm afraid we're not going to have enough money. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I am afraid that we're not going to have enough money. Mm -hmm. So I typically stuff my fears. But then when I discover my fears, it's like a process for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a deep drawn out. Like I discovered this about myself probably a month and a half ago, and I'm still talking to Jesus about it. It's like I struggled to fully recognize it still. I want to get rid of that fear. I want to be able to pay my bills without feeling anxious the whole mm -hmm. time. But I struggle to figure out how to do that. And it's almost like I want to ignore it. Like I know it's there now. And now I actually do want to ignore it. Before it was like I was unaware and I was ignoring it in a kind of mentally unaware state. But now it's like I'm, I'm actually actively ignoring it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I do with my fear. I ignore yeah. it. So in the last month and a half then, what is 
been effective for you to face that? Because for me, I'm the opposite. I'm always aware. <laughs> so when I feel that fear lately, and I've, I've been talking about this in the all good thing with here's another you know, all good things. Um, I've been really praying the Lord's prayer and mm -hmm. I've been praying specifically one for my daily bread. So if I'm feeling anxious or afraid of something, I'm praying for my daily bread for that thing. Like, God, I feel like I don't have an abundance here. I actually mm -hmm. believe I have nothing. Will you give me everything I need? And, and then when I pray and lead us not into temptation, I'm praying then help me to not be tempted to go back to this mindset. My temptation yeah. is to come back and to say, I don't have enough. I'm not like, it's, it's going to be terrible, blah, 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 whatever the, the lie is and the fear mm -hmm. that I'm like holding on to. So it's like, okay, God, give me my daily bread, but now help me to not be tempted. Yeah. Lead us not into temptation. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. God is always so good to help me through whatever it is I'm struggling with, with his word. And so as I've been thinking about this verse and spending time in it and writing about it, it's like, I, you know, honestly, I think you could go through any possible verse and I would discover some way that I'm failing at it. <laughs> but this particular verse and this particular moment in my life has been really helpful because I have been trying to be more confessional. Like when I'm getting ready to pay a bill or when I get off the phone with somebody, I just got, I just found out we have this like huge medical bill. My daughter had appendicitis and whatever. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's a lot. And my first response was anxiety. Like, Oh, are we going to have enough money to cover that? And that's a lot. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And then what I went to instead, because I'm trying to be more self-aware with my fear is to actually confess to the Lord. I, I'm sinning against you in this. I am not trusting you mm -hmm. that you are going to provide for my family. Like you have always provided for my family. And so just that confessional, it actually is this release for me of like me saying the thing that I'm feeling out loud to him. It's like a chain reaction then. It engages then my ability to think about it rightly and say, that's a ridiculous fear. You're being anxious about something that you don't need to be anxious about. Honestly, like we were on a youth pastor's salary, one income with five kids forever. He just provided every possible thing. And now we're on two incomes and we still have five kids. And it's like, what is it? I should have been afraid more then. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I can look back on those times when he just provided everything that we needed. And so I do, like I, I recount to him, like, God, in all of these ways, you have been faithful. I trust that you will be faithful for me in the future forever with all of the things isn't he so good to like bring it to our awareness when he does yes. so needed good. this you I needed need, it. i needed to stop feeling anxious every time i pay the bills exactly like he's so good and then the thing that just kept coming to mind when you were talking is the verse out of romans 12 too do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and that's what you're doing when you are in the word and you're reading it, you can be transformed. Like mm -hmm. I can be transformed. Whatever our leaning is, you know, these personality tests and all of that, like we all have these particular leanings and, and particular sin patterns or thought patterns. It's like, that is true to some degree, but like we can also be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Yeah. 
I am so excited to tell you about this next thing. We have just come out with a well differently scripture memory journal. Why we haven't done this before, I have no idea, but it is specifically catered to your scripture memorization along with us. Whether you're a member or you listen to the podcast, it's a great place to, for you to practice writing out your verses, writing down prayers, jotting down information that you're learning here on the podcast or other things that you're learning about the verses. There's all kinds of prompts in it to help you further, just delve deeper into the verse. So you can use the code podcast 15 to take 15% off your journal purchase. And we cannot wait to hear about how much you are loving it. Yeah, there was a verse just the other day, as I was thinking through this, I've been trying to memorize Psalm 19. And in that there, there are two things that David says, he says, you know, keep me from willful sins, like sins that I intentionally commit. And then he also says, keep me from sins that I'm unaware of. And it was like, as I was feeling that anxiety, that verse came to my mind of Hmm. like, keep me even from sinning against you in my unaware state of heart. Like you said, it's such a blessing when God reveals that to me so that I can trust him and I can overcome that fear, right? Because I'm never Mm going to overcome that fear if I'm not aware of it. And God wants me to overcome that fear by trusting in him because he is God and I am in Christ. And therefore I have nothing to be afraid of. Like the psalmist says in Psalm 27, of whom shall I be afraid? Like, what is there for me to be so afraid of? If God is God and I am his and he loves me, I don't have anything to be afraid of. That's right. That's so good. So uh, one last question for us then. Do you have any person in your life who helps you remember these things? It makes me think of, you know, with my kids, you know, they get afraid of things that are irrational, monsters in their closet or something under their bed or what was that sound? They can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And I have the privilege of knowing more than them. And I get to say to them, there's no monster under your bed. Like, I don't Mm. even know why you, where did that come from, first of all? Why don't kids always think there's a monster under there? But like I I get to lead them as this, you know, shepherd in a sense and to say to them, I know more than you. There's no monster under there. And so I think as adults, a lot of times we don't have that person who is just ahead of us who is saying, hey, there's no monster in there, Vera. Like, (laughs) you know, something my my other, our other sister um, oftentimes used to say to me when I was a bit younger is um, she used to say, Vera Beth, whenever you think it's the end of the world, it's it's never once been the end of the world. <laughs> never once. You've thought it's going to be the end of the world uh, like many, many a time, but still mm-hmm. the world is spinning. And I think about that often. Like I, mm-hmm. I remember her encouragement to like, dude, let it roll. Um, and so I think just asking yourself that question. And I do have those people who remind me, like, especially yeah. my husband, he's very good. Like I just straight up call him when I'm afraid. I just call him at work. And I'm like, mm. listen, bro, I'm going to need some prayer because I need you mm. to pray. This is my fear. I know this isn't true. I already even feel better now saying it out loud. That's the first thing for me. As soon as I say yeah. it out loud, I'm like, okay. Um, but I confess it to somebody else, typically Matt or one of my close friends. And then I ask for prayer. Mm-hmm. And that is just a routine that, that I have to be in. Um, and so yeah. I think that's a really good question. Like, 
who are you bringing this to the light with? Because if you are bearing it yourself, you're like, that's a lot. So don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. That's a great message for us. I think sometimes we're so embarrassed by the things that we're afraid of. It seems ridiculous to us to say it out loud. Yeah. But it's like when we say it out loud, it actually is when we find that freedom to be like, oh, I shouldn't be afraid of that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that exposure. Like when we bring things into the light, like you said, it really exposes them for what they truly are. Mm -hmm. And it allows us to tackle it in a different way. And, and honestly, like I would say too, we didn't talk a whole lot specifically about our verse. I talked a lot about this verse in the teaching episode. And then in the episode last week with Jamie Ivy about each of these true things about God and who he is specifically that God is our light, that God is our salvation and that God is our stronghold or our safe place. So if you want to go back and listen to either of those episodes, you're going to find even more depth and more kind of practical advice in how to overcome your fears by specifically claiming the true things about God. Are you and saying that you I'm not that, deep? You're saying I'm not deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I intentionally didn't talk through those things no, because we already talked. You're just messing. I know. Stop. Jeez. Jeez. Everybody's listening and you're, you're just making fun of me. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, these are these are real things that we can do when we tell God who he is, when we claim that truth, when we have somebody in our life that we confess our fears to and we allow them to speak that truth into us. I'm sure when you call Matt and you're afraid, Matt is giving you God's truth back and Definitely. reminding you, right? And reminding mm -hmm. you of what God has done and reminding you of who he is and how he loves you or whatever. We need people like that in our lives and we also need God's word in our life to give us that foundational thing, especially when we wake up at two in the morning and we don't want to roll over and wake up our husband, or we don't want to call our best friend on the phone or whatever. Like God's truth is always with us. And, and this specific verse, I hope as we are memorizing it this month would really give us this arsenal when we wake up and we're afraid, or when we feel like there's nothing that we can do or say that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold or the safe place of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? And that goes for not just who or whom, but also for all of the things that we can be afraid of. There's nothing that anyone or anything can do to separate us from the love of Christ. So I hope Amen. that this verse is an encouragement to you this month. Vera, thanks for chatting with me about it today. And I just have to tell you as we close that as we were opening our pool a couple of weeks ago, there were two snakes in my pool. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, and I'm not really particularly afraid of snakes, but I don't love a snake either. Like that was, it was like the, I, I just literally walked away and screamed for a second. And then I had to come back and like take him out. Of We're going to close with this. There's a reason why Satan is a serpent. There's a reason. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there is definitely some enmity between the man and or the snake and the woman. So it's real. It's real people. It's real. All right. Thanks for joining me, Vera. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back or Vera will be back next week. Just kind of chatting through some last closing remarks about this verse. Perfect. We'll see you then. Awesome. 
Hey, I know you know that we love memorizing Bible verses over here as well. And all month long, we are talking about a Bible verse. But did you know that we have a membership where you actually get a kit in the mail that comes with temporary tattoos, a key tag, and a print that has this month's design on it. And it's always just the most beautiful design. But those temporary tattoos and that key tag and that print, those are visual reminders all throughout the month to help you remember and dwell on this month's verse. So go to dwelldifferently.com and check out our membership.